so my apologies. Those things that camera will start flashing. Good morning. Welcome to the Weekend Boost on KUHS The Stream. I am Paul Lane, and today we are talking to Shaktima, Lisa Marie. Um, we've become friends over the, the past couple of weeks, and I've just learned so much about her, and I'm so excited to have her on the show today. Before we get started, I just want to introduce a couple of past get, uh, books from past guests. Uh, we have some other books that are typically shown on the show, but uh, they are gone this morning. Somebody wanted to get those books. <laughs> but uh, I just want to just put a shout out to Lanny Cook. He was a guest on our show. Fantastic author. He's written five books. His, uh, the one book I have here is Sons of the Easter Plains. And Lanny was an educator uh, for the Adams County School District. And so this is a very, very insightful book. Fingernails on the chalkboard, and you can guess what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm the author of The Caregiver's Handbook, A Self-Help Love Story. And uh, those, for those of you that have been calling and uh, ordering books, thank you so much. Keep, on the, keep those orders coming. Mm -hmm. We always like that. Um, I'm so excited because um, Shaktima, uh, Lisa Marie, is, is very knowledgeable. And we were talking about awareness and about this awakening that's going on in, in the world and in America and, and uh, how exciting it is. And, and tell, let's, let's start out by talking a little bit about that. Yes. And first of all, I just want to say thank you, Paul. I'm so excited to be here. Like, I feel connected to you from the minute we started talking. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so grateful. Yeah, so what we were talking about earlier is just this, this awakening that we've been speaking of. And I was telling Paul that, you know, back in 2012 was the first real shift in our, in our paradigm that was offered for our collective, offered for our planet. But the collective wasn't really ready for that space yet, the collective consciousness. So the, the consciousness of all of humanity. And it was just mainly that space was being created so that these lighthouses, the light workers could pop up, these people that are here to hold this frequency and create this kind of grid of light. So that happened back in 2012 and in the last, you know, I would say last six months, our planet and our collective consciousness has completely shifted paradigms. So there is an energy that is supporting us that is of a higher frequency, a higher level of consciousness. And so now we're here to support the collective, to lift them up in consciousness and awareness. And um, yeah, wake up the planet. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> so, so waking up the planet. Um, I always refer to Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth, mm -hmm. and I, I discovered that book in about 2007. Okay. And uh, for me, uh, that's when I really started becoming more aware and more mm -hmm. um, uh, conscious. And, yeah. and I, one of the things I love about your, you know, you put a lot of YouTube videos out, mm -hmm. and you talk a lot about consciousness and mm -hmm. awareness and awakening. Tell, tell me a little bit about about consciousness. Yes. Yeah, so consciousness is knowing ourselves, mm -hmm. and you know we are so full of illusion we are so full of limiting beliefs and fears and patterns and all of these things that we've been carrying as a collective for thousands of generations and so awakening consciousness is about getting to know our divine being our true being our entity which is a basis of of love of um unconditional love you know mm -hmm. not the love that we think we're so tapped into like love meaning desire and lust and relationship but love is this just this space of unconditional energy pure neutral energy and that's ultimately what we're made of it's not physical it's not emotional it's no. it's a step beyond that 
far beyond that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but far beyond it, and yet what we truly are. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, what we are in every moment. I love that. Um, when you talk about um, um, this unconditional love, it's 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 so freely given and it's so uh, uninhibited. I think mm -hmm. would, that, would that be a good word for it? Yes, definitely. Um, uh, would you would there be any synonyms? What would be synonymous with that word love? Was there anything that you could think of? Um, acceptance. Acceptance. Um, in Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, Becoming Supernatural, he mm -hmm. talks about who we really are. Mm -hmm. you know? And when yes. he talks about awareness and, and awakening, I, I, I was blown away by that. I don't know if you've read the book, but mm -hmm. he talked about who are you? You know, Are right. you the, the exactly. person that's saying the words? Or yes. Are you the, the, the little voice inside that listens mm -hmm. to the words? We're neither. Yeah. We're the awareness of that, of mm -hmm. that presence. And so yes. uh, tell me about how did you come to become present or aware? For me, it's been a very long journey. I was very aware as a child. I was very telepathic. I spoke to animals. I, I, I had lots of you know gifts, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And then I've always stayed. Um, I never kind of fell into the conventional way of living. Mm -hmm. At 19, I just left and traveled the world and became a scuba diving instructor, stayed in with nature. So my level of consciousness has always been there. I've always followed my heart. Mm. That's always been a core of my life. And it's never really made sense to many people but to me, it was like something I just had to do. Like at 19, it was like, I have to leave the country and travel on my own. I don't understand it. Mm. So I was always in that space. And then um, I started working back with horses again. And, you know, horses are such incredible beings. They're extremely sensitive. So they started to really help me open up again. I started communicating with animals again. I started to see energy and feel energy. I had all these beings arrive and yeah. help me work on the horses. And they responded readily to what was happening. So mm -hmm. it was like... You can't deny that, right? When they're responding to it, mm -hmm. and and then I actually had a, a spontaneous Kundalini awakening. Mm. So this is a great story because, like, I was meditating, but you know, I was still kind of into new into this this type of mindset. Um, and I was in my car, and I was driving to go work on the horses, and I got this message to say Om. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't Om, but I was like, okay, I'll Om. So yeah. I Omed, and it was kind of like do it three times. The third time energy shot through my body out my crown mm. i went into a full body orgasm to the point that i had to pull the car over and it was just like wow <laughs> at 19 no this was um this was like in 20 2005 or 2007 oh, okay. around that time yeah and then i mean it was just this completely blissful state that i had never in my life experienced so after like that energy kind of stopped i mean i was just like like my eyes were open and I, I it was so blissful. Mm. And so I started driving down the car, driving down the road, and I was like dancing in my car, and I like I couldn't stop this amazing feeling. Wow. And then what happened after all of that? I had no idea what it was. I had you were no not idea. Seeking this. I was not seeking it. I had no idea what Kundalini was. I had no idea what had happened to me. But it felt good in that moment. And then what happened six months the six months following was like the craziest roller coaster I've ever been on. All the emotions, because that's Kundalini is like a, it's a, an internal kind of fire. And so when it moves through you like that, it burns mm. all of the energy that isn't truth, essentially, all the delusion wow. out of you. So for six months, I was all over the place. I was happy. I was sad. I was angry. I was, I mean, it was just like every single emotion that I've ever stuck down in my body mm. was coming out. And, you know, I kept checking in like, Am I crazy? Mm -hmm. You know, like, no, you're not crazy. Just stick with this. Stick with it. Keep meditating. Stay with this. And, of course, it, you know, it subsided, and I started coming into a much broader space of awareness and just really being grounded, really aligned. And then it was still like, 
couple months after all that happened that I, this book came into my space called Kundalini Awakening, and I was reading it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is this is what happened to me. Oh, man. <laughs> so we didn't discover what happened to till, till till sometime after, later. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So... <clears throat> So is that a, is that a pretty common thing for someone to to have that kind of a just a, a spontaneous no. awakening? It's very uh, very unusual. It's very unusual, and actually, it can often lead to psychosis mm -hmm. because it's so intense. It's yeah, so like a manic, yeah, uh, just yep. a very high. Mm -hmm. Wow, amazing! And so, did you seek counsel after that, or did you have some? Where did, how were you being directed? What were you, you know? What was giving you focus and direction at that time? So I've always been so connected. Hmm. Because again, you know, just the space I was in as a child and then staying out of, you know, like reality in a way, you know, living as a scuba diving instructor in all these countries and just diving every day and being underwater and that kept me very connected. So I've always had really powerful intuition. Mm -hmm. And as I was doing all this process, the messages just got clearer and clearer. And so I've always just really followed that. And yes, I have gone to teachers and whatnot, but my intuition, my connection, my messages have always been my driving force, my mm -hmm. space of of knowing, because even you know, teachers it can be off alignment for your own personal growth. Mm -hmm. So tell me, uh, and I don't want to jump around too much, but tell me a little bit about: Did this have anything to do with your chakra alignment, or was that was that even part of your, your equation or awareness? Or definitely, yeah. So I was actually working on my chakras before mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So in, in meditation every day, just you know, starting on one chakra and just spending time there and just you know, giving it focus and love and allowing it to do whatever it wanted and then moving up the body. And that was, that was my daily meditation. Mm -hmm. And so that is, you know, the, the path of the Kundalini. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Great awareness. Yeah. I've been just really discovering that too, you know, and it's mm -hmm. just been, I never even knew there were chakras. Mm -hmm. I knew, I, I knew the word, but you yes. know, there are seven chakras. You yes. know, and it's like, man, uh, um, for me, it's just been really a, a great awakening, you know, and when mm -hmm. I talk to someone who's been there or was, who has that awareness or is seeking it, it's mm -hmm. just so exciting. Yeah. You know? Now, you're, you're in the process of writing a book. Mm -hmm. um, is this book associated with, with uh, this awakening, or what is this, what is this book? Yeah, so basically the book is kind of broken up into three sections. The first section is, is really, who are you? So getting to know, pointing out who you truly are, just like we spoke about, right? Yes. yes. Like we are not the body, we're not the mind, we're not the emotions, we are consciousness. And really pointing out what does that mean? Mm -hmm. So once you start to know who you are, you can start to see who you're not, right? Who yes. the illusion, who you're, you, you know, you think you are through identity. So that's the first section. The second section is, okay, now you know who you are, what do you do with all the illusion, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's tools and, and talking about limiting beliefs and our, our, our mind and our emotions and how to start to work through yourself to mm -hmm. connect more and more with who you are. Yes. And it talks a little bit about relationships too because relationships are a fantastic mirror to mm -hmm. who we are. Mm -hmm. If you get to see who you are when you are in a relationship. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the third part is really about, so who can you be? In this in this new space when you step into who you really are mm -hmm. what are your potentials you know jumping parallel realities you know really manifesting what you really want these these quote-unquote like powers so to speak are ultimately at your fingertips the more truth that you're in mm -hmm. I love it um, I've, I've seen a couple of your YouTube videos mm -hmm. and uh, they're, they're very encouraging they're very <laughs> exciting you know the other day you talked about an emotional pop or an emo emotional pow and yeah, I, I, I gotta tell you or something like that yeah, yeah I, I heard that and you said oh you said it again and I said I'm rewinding that you know because I, I think that so many times in our lives we go through such monotony and we go through so yes. much um, just presence I mean existence but not mm -hmm. presence mm -hmm. you know and um, 
when you when you started talking about that emotional pow, I, I was like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was encouraging because that's I think what we all are seeking, you know. Yes. Um, uh, Peggy Lisa had a song that was that is that all there is, you right. know. And her house burned down, and she sat there and said, is that all there is to a fire, <laughs> you know? And it's like there's so much more to life, and yet it's mm-hmm. it's so it's not so complicated, you mm-hmm. know. Yes. Um, so awareness is something that I think that we all need to strive for. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether we're spiritual, whether we're religious, whether we're mm-hmm. um, yes, non-religious, exactly. uh, it doesn't matter. No. Uh, it's it's an, a level of, of presence, a level mm-hmm. of existence that I think is really, you know, kind of guiding us towards purpose. Mm-hmm. Yes, and back to ourselves. And back and to And just ourselves. as you said, it's a great thing to say that. Like, you can be in any religion. You can have any political beliefs. You can be any race or gender or anything. Yes. Consciousness has nothing to do with it. That's the space of unconditional love, right? Like consciousness is actually supportive of anything mm-hmm. you want to be, any way you want to express. There's no judgment in that space. Absolutely. Um, I'm reminded of Ralph, Ralph Waldo Emerson. Mm-hmm. What lies before us and what lies behind us mm-hmm. are tiny matters when yes. compared to what lies within us. Yes. And I think more and more, one of the things that I love about my show is I get to expose that because right. I think that we all need to seek that what is in us, what mm-hmm. more is there. You mm-hmm. know? And so, you know, when I came across your website and I started, uh, there was a couple of key things that I had, I mm-hmm. had written down and um, um, fully realize who you really are. I mean, yes. we talked a little bit about that. Yes. That consciousness is so part of, of life, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the true essence of your experience. I love that because, you, you know, calling life an experience is like, it's a ride, you yes, know? Yes, exactly. It becomes um, a playground. Yes. Yes. You know, I got to tell you, I lost a brother last Wednesday, mm-hmm. a week ago Wednesday, and um, I've, I've really had a tough time with the loss, you know, mm-hmm. just because of the relationship, and I love my brother. He was my brother and my friend. Yes. But um, I think that uh, the essence of his living and his experience is meaningful. And, uh, I, I lost my train of thought, but here's what mm-hmm. I was thinking. When I, I think of, of him at death's door, mm-hmm. and he was up against this door, and, and uh, you know the, the, the powers that be are pulling him and mm-hmm. pulling him, and he's saying, no, no, I don't want to go, I don't want to go, you know? And then all of a sudden that door popped open and he fell through, and he said, oh, oh this, this is beautiful. This is beautiful, <laughs> wow. What was I fighting for so, yes. you know, so long? Yes. And so the existence, uh, existence and present is not temporary. No. It's, no. it's literally perpetual. Yes. Yes, and it's exciting because, um, you know, I, so many people, I think, in our, especially in Western culture, fear death. Yes. And yes. Um, they oppose it, and they fight it, mm-hmm. and they reject it, mm-hmm. and they deny it. I mean, it's like so amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and I said last week, there's not a one of us that's going to get out of here alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, um, and, and I don't want to get, again, too off track, but... Um, tell me a little bit about what do you think about after after we leave this world? What is there? Yeah, so definitely, in from my perspective, is yes. that one of the things is is that there is no time, right? Mm-hmm. Time is simply the space that we're taking our consciousness right now and focusing on. Right now. And so then we focus on the next and the next and the next, and through that we create linear time. And linear time is very productive. It's very beneficial because we get to see ourselves grow. And that's really powerful because if you don't notice your change, mm-hmm. you don't really have anything to work off of and work through and continue the process, right? It's just like you are different. You don't know where you came from or where you're going. So it's, it's very powerful. But everything, everything, so all of the lives in which you have lived, every potential that you could imagine beyond and beyond exists right now. 
in this moment. There is only the now. Mm -hmm. So any way that you could see yourself, like I could be this, I could be that, I could be this, that all exists right now. Yes. Plus beyond that. And so life is just simply consciousness experiencing that particular moment. Mm. And the beauty of it is, is that life is infinite. There is no necessarily an end. And this is being proven through quantum physics. Mm -hmm. um, I invite everyone to look up Nassim Haramay. He's an extraordinary uh, physicist who's basically bringing science and spirituality together. Mm -hmm. It's so exciting. Wow. So this is like physics, guys. And, you know, like, so even the entire universe implodes black hole and recreates the entire universe doesn't die and that's it, that's the end, there's nothing after that. It implodes and recreates into a new octave, basically, a new level of energy, a new level of consciousness. Wow. The universe is always expanding and growing. And so the more that you can see your experience as an opportunity to expand and to grow, the more, like you just said, it becomes a ride, it becomes a playground, it becomes yes. enjoyable rather than, oh, I'm on a limited amount of time and I have to achieve this. Mm -hmm. That's bullshit. That's right. I'm going over that ride, throwing my yes, hands in the air. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's really exciting. It really so is exciting. So much fun. And, uh, you know, for me, it's really the only comfort I take in my brother's passing, you know, and, and mm -hmm. just appreciating him having been here. Yes. Um, uh, folks, if you're just joining us, I'm Paul Lane. You are watching The Weekend Boost at KUHS The Stream. I, again, am the author of The Caregiver's Handbook, A Self-Help Love Story. And I got to tell you, when I came up with this title, I, I struggled with it because I, I didn't want to be uh, braggadocious. But right. I, honestly, this is a self-help book, and right. it is a love story. So, you know, please, uh, those of you who have been ordering, again, thank you. And keep ordering. You can go to info at paullane.net to order your book. Today we're talking to Shaktima, Lisa Marie, and um, she's just got so much to share today. And, we've, you know, we've been talking about awareness and presence. Um, I want to talk about transformation. Mm -hmm. And so, so many times in our lives we go through changes, but we don't really go through transformation. What takes, what does it take to go through a transformation for someone? Such a great question. Of course. Yeah, so, you know, changes are, to some degree, a level of awareness of something that you're not aligned with anymore. Mm -hmm. And so whether that's something that you're really aware of that space, or you're just doing it because something is coming up into your life, mm -hmm. whether there's consciousness there or not. The transformation is more of a getting down to like kind of the root mm -hmm. and transcending that. Mm -hmm. And so from my perspective, everything, everything that we function off, everything that our life in this experience is created is through beliefs. And you can see this through the chakras. The chakras mm -hmm. are extraordinary um, centers in which you can find all of your beliefs in. It's, yes. it's great, they have all this information. And so transformation is when you get to one of those very core beliefs because the core and their limiting beliefs, any, any belief that's really limiting us in our, in our expression as a divine being, which, you know, is a lot of beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And those, those core beliefs, like, I am not worthy, you know, or um, I don't trust, they, they create smaller, they kind of web out into these, all these more smaller limiting beliefs. And so a change may be approaching one of those other ones, like, I don't trust other people. But if you get down to that core belief of, I don't trust myself, I don't trust source, mm. then you're getting down to this root belief, this root limiting belief, and you're pulling it out by the root, and then you get to do what's called transcend it, in which that belief not only has no more hold over you, but it comes through as like 
absolute gratitude. You understand completely what you were here to see, to experience mm. through that belief. So then you can move into a whole nother way of being. Purpose. Yes. Purpose. Yes. Um, I, I just, I think of, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, for, I refer to a lot of things I've lived mm -hmm. through in the past. Yeah, okay. the, the song, I Look at All the Lonely People. Oh, yes, I love that you know, song. I, uh -huh. I discovered that song once when I was a teenager on acid. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> I was back here. But, uh, yeah, I was in the, t the Oriental Theater over mm -hmm. at 38th and Tennyson, and I was uh, at a midnight show, mm -hmm. and this movie came on. Mm -hmm. And the song, All of the Lonely People, came on mm -hmm. by the Beatles. And this realization came to me at mm -hmm. 17 years old that, oh, my gosh, people are just... They're just robots. They're robotically walking through life. They're existing. They go home. They go to work. They go home. They go to work. They go home. And, and it's just an unending right. a treadmill. Mm -hmm. And it's like there's so much more to life than that. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so, uh, you know, I think that transformation is such a great word. It's mm -hmm. such a great um, concept. And, and I just think part of awareness and part of this awakening has to have some transformation for all of us. Yes. And ultimately, the transformation is simply remembering. Remembering. remembering who we are because mm. you're not really transforming because you already are but you're just shifting you're transcending those beliefs mm. and I want to go into the the lonely people because you know it's it's very kind of in our society and one of the beliefs that we've taken on very very much to the heart is that like you hear this term like suffering is a part of life that's not true mm -hmm. you choose to suffer or you choose to see it in a different way, a different manner. And we're in this space where we don't have to suffer anymore. We don't have to choose that that path anymore. And so we're being offered so much change for that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm reminded of, uh, you know, Eckhart Tolle talks about, it's we are not what happens to us. Mm -hmm. We are present and aware of what happens to us. Yes. And how we react or respond yes. is entirely in our own hands. Yes. And so there, there has to be some I, I don't know the word uh, taking of responsibility or acceptance yes. or that uh, again consciousness and mm -hmm. awareness and it and it really takes us to a level of of being able to say hey I'm sorry mm -hmm. or or to say hey you know I've 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 been making the wrong decisions mm -hmm. you know and and so I mean whether it's talking about a job or whether it's a relationship or or whatever the situation of being a, a spouse or being mm -hmm. a, a parent mm -hmm. there's there's an, a, an, uh, an element of choice there's an mm -hmm. element yes, of always. control that we always. all have yes. And so, uh, I, I, you know, I think um, the lonely people is really not necessary. No, it's not. You know? No. And I, I really like that because I, I speak a lot about this as well, is the, the choice. Because what does empowerment mean? You know, we talk about that a lot. Like, I want to be empowered or how to empower myself. Empowerment is seeing that you have that choice. Yes. So in every single moment, the only moment, the only now, is seeing that you are choosing to perceive your reality, your experience as something. And you have the choice on how you perceive it. And that is empowerment. So when we talk about, you know, being manipulated, being coerced, you know, something happening to you, you know, this is, oh, this happened to me, and you're giving that space, like, it's out of my hands type of energy, you are personally disempowering yourself. Mm -hmm. And so pulling yourself back and, like, taking that breath and being like, no, I chose or I'm choosing to experience it in this way. Yes. Or to see it in this way is where you draw back your power. And that's where we, it's, it's like that choice alone will completely shift your reality. When you start to realize every single thing you're doing is your choice. 
And of course, it always gets into people will always come back to you. Well, what about like you know somebody doing something really horrific to you? Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't want to go too far into that, but it's still important. Like your perception always is is in your hands. Yes. Um, I, one of the books I'm reading, I, I kind of go back and forth between books, but it's called The Journey of Souls. Mm-hmm. And he talks about souls who have, have, have done bad things in this world. Mm. You know, and, and as the hypnotist, he's asking this subject, well, when a soul has done such bad things, is that soul destroyed? Right. And the guy chuckles. He said, you can't destroy a soul. Nope. It's energy. Exactly. You can't destroy it. Yep. You know, maybe there's some reprogramming. There's some reanalysis and there's some re... I don't know if reprogramming is the word, but rewiring. I don't know. But but that soul is, is not a wasted soul. And even, no. even though if they've done, you know, terrible things and... And things that you know, unspeakable things. We there's there's an answer, or there's a for sure a solution to these 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 terrible you know pe- things people do. Yeah, I mean, for one, there's karma. Yes, and, you know, we karma. think of karma as only negative, but karma is karma is everything. Karma is simply the balance, a balancing of the universe, a balancing you know the polarity basically. Mm-hmm. So when people are doing those things, you know, people often th- assume that that karma will come back to them in this life, but that's not the case. We always have to take the bigger picture. So somebody may come in and do only negative, self-serving is what it's called. It's not really called negative because in unconditional love, nothing is seen as negative as po- or positive. Mm-hmm. Something is either self-serving or it is serving to others. Mm-hmm. And neither is wrong. It just is. And so when somebody is self-serving and they're controlling or harming or manipulating others from a state of consciousness, you know, they are playing out that specific role. They are experiencing that role. And our society has been playing that for a long time. That's the third density, which is the density we're coming out of. It's the density of control, of manipulation, of ego, of I am here, you are there. Mm -hmm. It's separation. We're moving into a density of unity, of love, of acceptance but we had to go through the experience of learning what does it feel like to be controlled or to control or to manipulate or to do all of that it's all experiential wow so it's always important to remember the bigger picture and what I always say and a lot of people don't like to hear this you've been everything mm-hmm. you have been the manipulator you have been the controller you oh have my done gosh. it so it's really easy to be like oh that person's bad and mm, be careful because that's a space of judgment and you're actually what you're doing is you're creating karma there because you're judging that as wrong or bad so basically you haven't fully understood the lesson there of experience of, of why the universe is creating this so it's always really important to kind of like slap yourself back in and be like yeah I'm sure I've played that role yes that makes so much sense um, going back to the book the journey of souls uh, there was a, there's a, a case study where um, this this man uh, or this woman has come to earth and she's just brutalized and she's right. you know she's terrorized yeah. and she's she's having this horrible life and mm-hmm. he he takes him back into his life before the life and he yes. was a, he was that brutalizing yes. man exactly. he was a rapist That's he was exactly a, it and he, what yes. he and he, you know honestly here's the other thing I loved about that mm-hmm. he chose to come back yes. as that victim That's what happened. because the karma because yes. it's it's just our natural instinctive nature to to go back to karma. To yeah, it's the balancing. The okay, balancing. I played that side, now I'm going to play this other side. Yes. Mm-hmm. Man, that is profound to hear you say that because yes. I, even reading the book, it didn't really hit me till you just said yes. that, that we have been all things. Yes. You know, here's the here's a guy who goes back and sees himself being hit with stones and yes. he realizes that yeah. was me throwing yes. the stones. Exactly. And the key is the forgiveness and the acceptance. Yes. So that's why when we speak about these horrible acts, 
the real golden nugget, as I call it, in one of those scenarios is forgiveness and acceptance, because that breaks the karma. Mm -hmm. that, that dissolves it yes. and really pulls out. And you can actually, I mean, you've seen these people that, you know, had horrific things done to them, and they forgive their, you know, their um, yes. persecutor, whatever you, you Perpetrator. Uh, perpetrator, thank you. And, and that's where those massive transformations yes. occur. Yes. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, uh, you, you mentioned one word again I want to talk a little bit about, and that's manifestation. Mm -hmm. So I, I, this is one of my favorite topics yes. in the world to talk about. Sure. You know, whether it's material manifestation, whether it's spiritual manifestation, physical health, what, you know, mm -hmm. what is manifestation? Manifestation is literally like the vibration of our thoughts and emotions, our mm -hmm. frequency, combined with, because there's, there's different, like, I always call them spheres. There's different spheres of manifestation, so to speak. So it's a very complex subject. It's not as like simple as, as some people are representing. But mm -hmm. manifestation is simply like what is what is your frequency, what is your vibration, and then that being created in your reality. Because all of this is is direct, we call the law of attraction, right? It's a direct alignment, a direct um it's the same same vibration, vibration. As, as, as we are exhibiting. So, but we ex we have many vibrations that make up our frequency, mm -hmm. right? So, this is one of the things that I want to bring up that people get really confused about. Like, I want a million dollars, but why is that not manifesting? Because you have a vibration within you that doesn't feel worthy of that. So, mm -hmm. while mentally you're like, I want a million dollars. I'm so strong in this. I'm like, every day I'm doing my you know my statements and my you know, affirmations, so affirmations and, yes. I'm working so hard on yes, it. Yes. Why isn't this not manifesting? You have to see that there's an underlying vibration, underlying intention that's like, but I, I can't, I'm not worthy of it. So it. we have lots of different vibrations. And then of course we have co-creation, mm -hmm. as if you're in a, you know, if you're married, if you're in a family, if you're in a relationship, you're co-creating together. It, the collective consciousness is co-creating. Mm -hmm. And so this is a lot of like the, the spheres that I was speaking about Yes, we have a lot of, again, empowerment and how we create our reality. But then there are some things that we are co-creating. So, so I'm, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to do this little demonstration. Mm -hmm. So let's say that you're, you're, you want to man manifest uh, that million dollars, mm -hmm. okay? So if I were to get a special camera and I could see this, this frequency of the million dollars is here. Uh -huh. But we're trying to manifest it and we're here. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so I until we get to here, mm -hmm. that manifestation or that mm -hmm. realization will never occur. Yes. Exactly. I don't care what we are trying to manifest, right? Yes, exactly. And it's so frequency aligning. aligning. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's, it sounds very complicated, but it's mm -hmm. not. It's not once you begin to become really aware. Yes. Everything is through awareness. So yes, when you're trying to mentally understand it, when you're trying to analyze it or from a mental construct, how does this all work? Yeah, that's really complicated. Mm -hmm. But as you begin to become really aware of your vibration that you're putting off and sh and seeing really from that like neutral state of like, oh, look, this is showing up in my uh, in my experience. This is showing up. You start to become aware of all of it. You get to start to see all of it. And then from that space, you get to, you know, really play. But just as you said, it's it's an alignment and we can't get to the million dollars from where we are. Mm -hmm. We have to get there yes. and then attract bring in that energy mm -hmm. and it's drawn to us yes and, and here's the other cool concept that I'm, I'm getting as we're talking is that time as we see time it's linear but time is really here mm -hmm. it doesn't move nope. we are just passing through this moment mm -hmm. and and there is no yesterday there really nope. is no tomorrow nope. there no, really no. is only now mm -hmm. and and 
I know so many people who are living in yesterday yes. and so many others who are living in tomorrow and it's like, what happened to my life? Yes. I, you know the station, you know the yes. poem about the station. Mm -hmm. It never comes, you know, yeah. and the joy of the journey is the journey. Mm -hmm. It's not a destination at all. And so, I, I, almost like we've looped back into a circle, but it's really centered on that awareness. Yes, that, that and the living in the, the past, you are basically recreating those vibrations of, of your past, mm -hmm. you know, and, and literally you can like cut it out, like you, you're not your past, just as we said about linear time doesn't exist. So nothing that occurred in your past is like tied to you, so to speak. Yes. But as humans, we keep going back and recreating. So if you're recreating the same patterns, it's because you're living in those emotions and those thoughts and that energy. Mm -hmm. And the future, you know, it, it doesn't exist. And so you're trying to create, again, from the mind, mm -hmm. from the what if, or I think this is gonna happen, or this should happen, or I think, and, and again, that doesn't exist either. And so you're oh not really being present to, because there is divine orchestration, and it is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. The divine orchestration naturally wants to work in alignment with you through your higher self. And in this moment right now, there's all this energy of potential. And it's really powerful and beautiful. Wow. But if you're like lost in the past or lost in the future, you can't see all of this potential that the universe is like trying to hand you, mm -hmm. trying to create for you. So, so even manifesting is not in the future. It's not a future tense operation. It no. is now, today. Yes. And yes. even what exists now is not like, because you've already attracted this energy. So it's slightly wow. like, not really in the past. Almost but a delay. Yeah, it's like, you know, so this moment you're creating just slightly forward. Man. So that's where the trick is, and I really like to bring this forward because it is a really powerful awareness and an understanding, because this is where people get caught. Like they're trying to manifest something, but their reality is showing them something else. So again, just like you said, you get to choose how you experience that. Mm. You can either see, oh look, my reality is reflecting lack back to me, so I don't have a million dollars. Or you can choose to just stay in that frequency. Yeah, it's not showing up yet, but I, here I am, connecting to the emotional side of it, connecting to the vibration of a million dollars. I know it's not going to show up right this minute. I don't have to react to any of this energy. Because that's where we get stuck. Oh, I want a million dollars. We get all like hyped up and then, bam, a bill comes in and we're like, oh. It and then we sink back down. Yeah, <laughs> we sink back down into lack and then continue to create from that. And then, oh, no, I want a million dollars. And then, bam. Mm. Mm. Um, awareness. Mm -hmm. Awareness. Yes. Uh, the other thing I really uh, so uh, let me ask you if somebody was wanting to someone's watching the show right now and they want to manifest writing a book mm -hmm. so where would you tell them to start to manifest where would they begin <sighs> great question so it's never about the outcome like right we focus on the book we focus on the money we focus on the house we focus on the career mm. that's not where the energy is so you have to ask yourself why do I want to write a book and then you have to connect to the emotional pal <laughs> that comes in. Yes. And and you'll know it when you hit it. Like, oh, I want, and, and a lot of times we get into these like, these like very mind things. Like, oh, I want to write a book because I want to, you know, like I'll use the money one because that's the easiest as far as an example. Like, I want a million dollars, so I want to like give it all away. Bullshit. <laughs> that's not why you want to, I mean, not to say that won't be a part of it, but really get down, because that's not true. That's not gonna give you that emotional power. Mm -hmm. That's something that you think you should be saying or you think you should be connecting to. Get down to, why do I want this? <gasps> there it is, because I want freedom. 
freedom in my life. I want to write a book because I want to express something. And like you'll feel it and it'll just be like, bam. Oh, and it like lights you up with, you know, joy or bliss. It just feels really good. And that's your emotional power. Mm. That's why you're trying to do what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So that's the vibration that you're trying to attract. And that vibration can show up in all these different ways. It can express itself in all these different ways. Mm-hmm. But you want to first connect to that vibration. And then, like as we said, start bringing that in. Mm-hmm. And that's the direct way. And this is a really beautiful thing because what often happens also is we plant a seed. Okay, I'm going to write a book. And then we watch it. Like, okay, how is this working? And am I getting it done? And, uh, and we analyze and we critique and we just kill it. (laughs) We totally kill it Mm -hmm. with our mind and our ego. And I'm so the great thing about the vibration is it's like you're planting that seed, but you're not really attached to it because you're focused on the vibration. You're not focused on the outcome. Mm -hmm. You're like planting the seed and you keep watering it through that vibration, but you're not analyzing it. So you connect to that emotional power, you connect to that vibration, you start bringing it in regularly, Mm -hmm. feeling it, visualizing it, connecting to it bringing it into your space, beginning to resonate Mm. at that vibration. Mm -hmm. Because then the universe doesn't have a choice. It has to align that. That's the law of attraction. Just like gravity. It has to do it. Mm -hmm. And of course, you have to also see your limiting beliefs in anywhere where you are self-sabotaging if it's not coming through. But if you're really resonating at that space all the time and not allowing your mind to get caught up in the hows, the what-ifs, the what and all of the the mental constructs, if you continue to vibrate, the magic occurs. Mm-hmm. Things start showing up. You're just like, I have no, I have never, I would never have thought that that would have occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other things that I, I loved about, I don't know which of the videos you had, but it talks about um, gratitude. Mm-hmm. And how important is gratitude? Uh, speechless. <laughs> <laughs> So gratitude is another one of those things. Uh, One of the main beliefs that we have is lack. Mm -hmm. We lack love, we lack money, we lack freedom, we lack, you know, uh, the type of creation or connection or experience that we want. This is like the core belief. Mm -hmm. So gratitude is the opposite of that. Gratitude is the appreciation for all that you have. And so once again, the great thing about gratitude is it's universal in your being. And it, it, it literally goes after that entire energy of lack. So all of the ways in which you are perceiving that there is lack in your life. Literally anything that you want is because you perceive there to be lack there, right? Mm-hmm. So gratitude brings in that vibration that you don't lack anything, that you already have all of it. And so then all of those channels get to open up to be like, oh yeah, sweet, you're grateful, here's love, here's money. Here's this. All of a sudden, re- like a receptor of some kind of, of abundance. Yes, of abundance opens up, yes. and it's and all of the barriers that held it that that yes. were separating it all of a sudden are removed mm-hmm. because of a simple little thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, I I just I have a gratitude gratitude journal, and I'm not as diligent as I'd like to be, sure. but I got to tell you, when I write my gratitude, I feel so. I don't even know the word liberated. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I feel so powerful. Mm-hmm. I, it just gives me mm-hmm. so many emotional uplifts. Yes. 
Because then right. you're aligned <laughs> with truth. Yes. And truth is abundance. Like, if you think about the entire universe, mm -hmm. infinite abundance. I don't think anybody can really deny that, right? Like, where is the universe lacking in space and energy? It's, it's infinite. Mm. We are that. Wow. So we just have these perceptions that we're not, or that this life isn't, or so. So yeah, while you're why you're feeling all of that is because you are connecting to your truth, mm. and so that is any positive, you know, quote unquote positive emotions are when you are aligned. That's your higher self saying, "Yeah, good job. You're believing in something that is true." Mm -hmm. So do you think that a gratitude journal? Do you think writing down your gratitude is important? I think it's. Each person is different. Yeah, some so people have different that, wiring. Yeah, like I, I don't really write it down. I just really try to note it throughout my day. Mm -hmm. So, and, and again, I spend a lot of time in presence energy. And I literally just am grateful for that. Like in this moment, just when you really tap into the energy that exists right now, it's just like, wow, that's really beautiful. I'm so grateful for that. Mm -hmm. But if writing it down, if creating like a structure, like you get up first thing and you do that, it is beneficial for you, then definitely. Okay, or cool. some people are more experiential where they like to do it in the moment. Some people want to say it out loud. And that's one thing that comes through really strongly right now. Our voice is very, very powerful to our own being. Do not underestimate the things that you say. And you know, have you ever heard of that book, Four Agreements? Oh yes. Well, how does he like be, um, Remember what he says about be something with your words? I, I've not read the book. Okay. He talks basically about this. But about you have to be very careful with your words. Just being really aware of your aware words. Aware of your words. Right? Mm -hmm. and, and saying them with intention, specifically with regards to yourself. Mm -hmm. You say something, you're hearing on subconscious levels what you believe. You're literally talking your beliefs about yourself, about your life. Mm -hmm. That can be really extraordinary and, and, and seeing and being aware. But like s saying out loud your gratitude. Mm -hmm. You will feel like, like not only thinking it, but saying it out loud takes it to another level where it is actually taking an um, effect on the neurons of your brain. Mm -hmm. It has a, 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 an actual physical transformation within our body. Yeah, and actually, uh, I'm reminded right now, so does writing. So writing it and speaking it does actually kind of like solidify it, so to speak, in your subconscious. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a book about uh, writing uh, the, the writer's way. I can't think of the title, mm. but I, I read it 20 years ago, and it was it was so cool to to just write these thoughts down. Mm -hmm. It wasn't gratitude, really. It was just right. thoughts about what came to your mind, and not read anything. Yep. And um, about a month and a half or two months ago, I found this journal that I had mm -hmm. written, right. and it's like I was talking to myself from 1995, mm -hmm. and I saw so many things that I had written down mm -hmm. that were not true. That mm -hmm. were oh my gosh, I wish I'd have thought about writing this down, right. you know, because what we, you know, what we think, we manifest, mm -hmm. and you yes. know, and so it was really an eye opener for me to to see all of those thoughts of, that I had, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> twenty however year mm -hmm. many years ago. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, and it's it's very powerful to write things out as well. But yeah, you could, it comes through as doing both writing out and speaking is, mm -hmm. is probably the most powerful way. Mm -hmm. But really, you know, in anything, I like to really make people aware that there's no right or wrong, and sometimes, yes. you know, especially when you're implementing something new like this. Just try to do it. Like, don't, in, you know, if we insist, like, I gotta get up and do it every day, and then, then one day you don't do it, it's like, oh, I didn't do it, and there's all this guilt. Like, try to create this container for yourself that you set the intention that you're gonna do it, and allow that to start to come in, and then as you get more diligent, you can start to create more of a space for yourself. Mm -hmm. But it's not about doing anything in one particular way, right? It's about bringing it in and, and doing it, 
and then really like appreciating gratitude, like, look, I just did it. Yay, yay me. That's one of my favorite sayings is yay me. Yes. <laughs> this is like appreciation of self. Yes. Guys, we gotta say that more. Yay me. <laughs> no, I mean seriously. Yeah. So many times we're saying, damn, I did it again. Yeah, you know? or I'm it's stupid, like, or that was oh, stupid. I can't remember names. I'm so yeah, bad at math. Exactly. You know, it's like yes. this this is such a self limiting yes. thought process. Yes. Exactly. And so um, positive self-talk, positive affirmation, um, mm -hmm. positive expectation. Uh, talk a little bit about expectation. It's been a really big one for me because mm -hmm. I've always had high expectations specifically for myself. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I projected that out onto everyone around me and, and my experience and everything. And expectation is something that limits us because it comes from a space of ego and identity and the mind mm -hmm. and I don't think of the ego as a bad thing just to be really clear the ego is meant to serve us uh, it's just a way in which we've encountered the ego and worked through the ego but as far as expectation just like the seeds that we were talking if you plant a seed and then you're like okay it has to my expectations are that it grows and it comes to fruitation in this manner again there's infinite potential mm -hmm. And then there's probable potential, the ways in which you're, there's several potentials that you're kind of aligned up with due to your frequency. Mm -hmm. But if you're narrowed down into something that truly might not even be of service to you, truly might not be in your higher good, but you need it to happen that way, then you're limiting all of this divine orchestration mm. into this very mind-centered process. Wow. And so ultimately what you want to do is have no expectation for anything. And that's challenging, but continuously, like every time you catch yourself, taking a breath and letting go. And so you're opening the energy, you're creating that space for whatever really is alignment to step in and magic to happen, mm -hmm. rather than this limitation of it having to occur, having to show up in this way. So we could almost eliminate, I wish I coulda, woulda, shoulda. That should be completely eliminated. It shouldn't be a word. It shouldn't be in our, in our language. Yeah, I, no, I, yeah. don't go, I don't subscribe to that, and yep. I kind of... Slap everybody when they bring that into my yeah. space. <laughs> I laugh when someone says, you know, you should have done this, you should have yeah. done that. No, no, not going to happen. I can't should have. I just can't should have. No, and, and <laughs> uh, again, like, you know, every moment has what I call a golden nugget. And so that's something that we were meant to experience from that moment. Mm -hmm. So if we are in the space of guilt, shame, I should have, could have, would have, we don't see that golden nugget. We're, we're judging mm -hmm. this, that moment as wrong, and we're judging, well, it should have shown up like this. It should, I should have done that. Yes. We're not seeing what was actually trying to be expressed to us. We're was inserting shortcomings. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and meanwhile, there's this beautiful golden nugget that's like sitting there like, hello, I want to show you mm -hmm. what I was trying to show you, mm -hmm. and we're like blinded. We can't, we can't see it. Yes. So there's, there's so many things that are uh, important elements, and, and understanding awareness and understanding consciousness, um, they're all things that are, like you say, there's points of light that are coming up all over the globe. Mm -hmm. th and mm -hmm. people are, ex you know, they're expressing themselves and, mm -hmm. and they're, they're just coming out from the corners and they're saying, here it is, yes. you know? And, and it's, uh, the, the other thing I love about that is they're not saying, here I am, mm -hmm. here it is, mm -hmm. you know? And it's, and it's, it's like this all giving mm -hmm. yes. uh, generosity of, of love. And I, I yes. think that really is a, a great thing. Yes. <laughs> and because again, that's the fourth density. That's where we're moving into and that's a space of unity. Mm -hmm. So no longer is it about me, myself, and I. It's about let's do this together. Let's create this together. We're mm -hmm. all in this together. This is the same frequency. Mm -hmm. um, we have just a little bit of time left, but we, earlier we were talking about this shift, mm -hmm. this astrological shift that's taking mm -hmm. place right now. T 
talk a little bit about that. Well, so I mentioned it a little bit. I, I'm not an astrologer, so I'm not going to get into the planetary alignments because I'll just make a fool of myself. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to Dr. Uh, Robin about that one. Yes. <laughs> energetically, I am very connected energetically. So it, for me, I started feeling it about six months ago. And like I said, the, the energy that supports, the energy that Gaia is in our planet is in the matrix of our planet, the matrix of our consciousness shifted. And so that's kind of, you can kind of think about the space in which we're held, right? So that already shifted. But the collective consciousness, the consciousness of all humanity, is still way down in the depths. And just the last few months has been this, again, like I said, these, these lighthouses, these beings that have really brought themselves in into alignment, we're holding this frequency and we're doing a really good job of it. So through that frequency, because again, just like the law of attraction, there's also kind of like, if something isn't in alignment, it doesn't, it can't stick, it mm -hmm. can't stay. So as we're raising the frequency, that stuff that is no longer in alignment with that can't be here anymore. So right now it's being like uprooted mm. and brought to the surface. So the illusion is very high because all of this stuff that is the depths of fear and control and manipulation is, is being brought up so that it can like be seen and be accepted and be loved mm. and it can be transcended. It can be the alchemy can can allow it to shift back into the space of neutrality of unconditional love. So we are in this massive space right now. So that's why we're fearing feeling all of this fear and all of this intense energy right now. Meanwhile, we have been being hit by large quantities. This was more in January, early February, we're being hit by large quantities of light, which is a high frequency. That is uh, the beginning of universe is consciousness, um, love and light. So that is, you know, one of the, those spaces. So we were getting hit by that, again, to bring up these energies mm -hmm. so that we can we can choose, right? Because, again, it's always a choice. So we get to see the fear and be, I don't choose that. Mm -hmm. So being aware of this is really critical. Super critical. It's so critical. I say to everybody, like, your reaction to everything is so critical. You have to really... Yeah, you're just one, supposedly, right? But you're, we're all connected. So every time you see something reacting from a state of anger, judgment, fear, criticism, is it's just adding to that energy. It doesn't matter your political views. It doesn't matter your opinion. You're adding to the energy. It doesn't matter how horrendous or horrible it is. You're adding to it. You're actually feeding what you disagree with. So stepping into a space of acceptance, the big picture, remember like we spoke about earlier, yes. understanding this is a very big picture. Where can you accept this energy? Where can you step into a space of groundedness, love, appreciation, and then that energy can't exist vibrationally. Mm. Mm. if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, you, you would provide services. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, so I do one-on-one -on -one sessions where I do channelings and healings for people. Very, very powerful. I'm an excellent, uh, I go, the energy goes like right in there and like catches all your limiting beliefs and your shadows. Um, I also have a program that I'm just launching right now and it's really a spectacular program um, where it's a group thing where everybody's coming together and I'm doing weekly live calls, weekly Zoom calls. And it's doing three things that's really creating a container of a high frequency mm -hmm. so that people get to be in this container all the time, which just makes life easier. You can work through this stuff easier. Mm -hmm. Tools so you know how to work through these everyday scenarios. And then community group, because the community group is a very high space of energy and healing. 
and um, and then of course to feel supported and seen and accepted. Mm -hmm. So that's the program that I also offer, and then I also do live events in Denver uh, area where there are these I call them divine transmissions. There's just these really powerful energetic transmissions that come through as word, sound, and energy, and I allow it to be what wants to be present in the moment. I try not to. I don't create it into any theme or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, those are my those are my things, my services. Right. So if someone wanted to reach you, what is your website address? www.shaktima.net. That's S H A K T I M A. Yes. Dot net. And the title of your book. Before we go, I, I want to make sure and, and get the your book is not printed yet, but it is, right. it is in the process. Yes. And you have a, a possible title for it right now. Yes, it's how to live a stupendous life. And I think that that should be uh, a goal for <laughs> all of us. I mean, it just makes perfect sense. You know, I, I just love that there are the, the market's being inundated Saturated, with so many yeah. new books on awareness and, and presence and, yes. and um, you know, just manifesting and gratitude and so many of the important topics that we've talked about today. Yeah, and, and I just want to say something on that really quickly. Like, it's never, for me, it's never about, like, somebody has to come to me and be work with me. Like, it's all for us, the, us, those of us who represent us, that we just touch people, that they get awakened. Yes. It doesn't matter if you go to this person or me or to somebody else. Like we're here to wake everybody up. Mm -hmm. And so what resonates with you is you know, where you should follow and where you should go and mm -hmm. what you should ultimately listen to. Absolutely. I think each one of us has a purpose and a direction that we are, oh, yeah. we're, we're wired mm -hmm. to accomplish or to promote or to, to excel in. Yes. And I think so many of us go through life and we're, we're that lonely person. We're, mm -hmm. you know, we're darning our socks and mm -hmm. <laughs> we're keeping our, our teeth in a jar that we keep by the door. <laughs> 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 and, um, I, I, you know, I just implore you, wake up, mm -hmm. um, go to the library, go and find books, go to shaktima.net, mm -hmm. find out more about who you really are, what's important to you, where do you exist, where do you want to exist. Um, more importantly, what do you want to leave behind and, and mm. what do you want to per, to contribute to the world, mm -hmm. to the universe, to to life? Yes. You know, um, we did my, my brother's final say good, uh, goodbye on Wednesday night and I was asked to do kind of a eulogy. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, I was just up there talking and there were about uh, maybe 150 to 200 people there. And, and I said, you know, one of the things that you guys got to realize is that none of us is going to get out of here alive. Right. We need to appreciate today, yes. right now. The only presence you have is not coming tomorrow or yesterday. No. It's this one right mm -hmm. here. And so um, I, I'm so honored to have had you mm -hmm. on a, in the show today. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I really, really hope that we get a large, uh, you know, um, um, outreach, you know, from people in the public. Mm -hmm. Because, folks, this is topic. This topic is critical. It's important to you. It's important to the world, yes. to the universe. I mean, um, you know, when we leave this world, you know, a couple of years ago, I lost my last living aunt, mm -hmm. you know, so the entire generation that was my mom's mm -hmm. family mm -hmm. is no longer. Right. And soon that will be my generation and, mm -hmm. and the generation beyond that, you mm -hmm. know. And so um, I, I just really feel so thankful that I've, I've, you know, gotten to talk to someone who has a real purpose in life. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, your, your purpose is not a self-centered purpose. It's really a, a, a giving 
existence. I love that. I thank you so much for that. Thank you. I just want to say I appreciate you so much. And you're one of those lighthouses, Paul. You just come in here and like you're giving out this message and you're you're here to same thing to share and to expand and I see you and well, thank really, you. really beautiful. I gotta tell you, I had an epiphany this epiphany this morning when we were talking. Uh -huh. And you were talking about those lighthouses and yes. I said, I wanna be yes, one. I wanna you be are one. one. You are one. <laughs> you are one. Well cool. That is that you made my day. Yay. <laughs> um folks, you have been watching Weekend Boost on KUHS The Stream. I am Paul Lane, again, the author of The Caregiver's Handbook, A Self-Help Love Story. And once again, thank you so, so much for those of you who have been ordering the book. We have plenty of hard copy books. We are going to be in the process of audio recording the book very soon. Uh, today we have been talking to Shaktima, Lisa Marie, um, available at www.shaktima.net. And um, guys, reach out. Find out what life has for you, what you have to give, where your contributions can be most beneficial to mankind, mm -hmm. to, to, you know, to this world as we see it. To create the world that we want. We have a lot more power than we realize. So much power. So much power. Yes. Power. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, again, thank you so much. Again, you've been watching The Weekend Boost, and I am Paul Lane talking to Shakti Ma. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a great day.